Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael, and Lucy Freeman. Let's remind ourselves of what happened last week in Lucy's Week in Ambridge. Oh no! Pip is quitting rewilding. <laughs> what will happen to the to the and the and who'll do all Oh it's such a shame to walk away from all the progress they've made. If I was the two stooges I'd be delighted that she'd gone purely on the strength of the fact that she uses the phrase my bad. What kind of an adult says that? Clearly the kind of adult who is regularly called into nursery to explain why her child has stolen someone's car, booted the teacher and called all the children who don't have three tractors poo heads. Pip has been called in yet again to talk to Claire from the nursery and I'm not sure who has more of my sympathy. Claire has to put up with this agricultural brat in Minnie Bowden stomping about shouting rudely and Pip has to spend half an hour of her life being called Rosie's mummy and being referred to in the collective as in have a seat, Rosie's mummy. No, not a grown-up one. Sit on one of those little tiny ones in library corner that make you feel as if you're about to have a smear test. We've been quite challenging this week, Rosie's mummy, and we're just wondering if there are some boundaries we can start implementing at home because we're not displaying nursery mission and values. Nursery was not the only place where massive childish temper tantrums were on display. Pip has decided that as she is leaving rewilding, she is going to pack up Oaky Bank and take it with her. <laughs> this is not a knee-jerk thing, she said, goose-stepping round the kitchen at Brookfield, which immediately set Ruth off, who started roaring and mooing at her about her acting like a spoiled child. Well, whose fault is that? I was so delighted to hear the words Oaky Bank again so I could sing my Oaky Bank song, which obviously you sing to the tune of Spider-Man, that I forgot that I wasn't actually sure what Oaky Bank was. However, Rex corrected that in the next scene by telling me that Oaky Bank was an elephant in the room. An elephant. Well, I hadn't thought of that. Thanks, Rex. I can't believe she's quit, said Rex. But the good that's going to come out of it is that, you know, she's quit. Phoebe said they would discuss it later as that at the moment she had some freelancing to do. What? Yes. I'm freelance, and I have been for many hundreds of years, and if someone comes in and finds me at work and asks me what I'm doing, I don't say, I'm freelancing. I say, I'm doing my Ocado order. I mean, I'm working. Freelancing is how you work, not what you do. I presume this is because no one, including the scriptwriters, has a sodding clue what Phoebe actually does to earn money, apart from manipulate people with the sort of febrile intensity that Catherine the Great would have found a bit off-putting. Uh, Natasha has trimmed her margins. Good for you, Natasha. I must do mine. I look like I'm wearing furry hot pants. Dear God, Stephanie came in on Freddie like a wrecking ball and he just collapsed. 
sat there in the foundations, quivering and crying. If he's going to be her final last gasp pre-wedding fling, then Freddie, you are going to get need into training now. Ginseng, endurance training, switch to the paleo. Two hours of Stephanie and you're going to wish you were back in the showers with Big Jamie. <laughs> then it got worse. Stephanie show pitch, showed Freddie pictures of Liam, her intended, and in the courtly way of shy young engaged couples, asked him if he was free for a bunk up with them both. <laughs> By the sound of it, Freddie was not very keen on Stephanie, but was jolly complimentary about Liam, which was a turn up, <laughs> but will be music to Rory's ears. Hang on. Talking of Lower Loxley, this textile exhibition, The Man with the Knits, I thought it was all supposed to be avant-garde and not twee in the slightest. So why was Vince going to buy Stephanie a knitted rabbit? Was the Sparrowhawk wearing a bonnet and a pinafore? Shula and Elizabeth had a little chat which ended, as so often with Shula's little chats, with Elizabeth trying to kill her. First of all, Shula tried hard to tell Elizabeth that Vince was common without using the word common, so she used the word different. If he'd been Asian, she'd have said exotic. <laughs> then she casually revealed that she'd been prison visiting Philip Moss and Elizabeth went batshit. FYI, Elizabeth, vicars don't often tell people to go to hell. It's kind of against their whole modus operandi, really. <laughs> Shula then flumped about the place, sighing heavily and telling everyone she was a terrible person. She'd let herself down. She'd let the school down and she was going to sit in the loose box and think about what she'd done. When Elizabeth reappeared and forgave her and tried to convince her not to give up the vicaring yet, as she'd only had to go at it for a little bit, and she probably hadn't even worked out how to use the photocopier yet. It's always difficult starting a new job. <laughs> You're bound to have a few wobbles, Shula, said Elizabeth kindly, particularly during the rising trot. <laughs> Brian is full of self-righteous indignation at having to sort out the mess Justin's left by allowing Barrow to be built by slaves. Oh, leave off Brian. Just because someone else has been caught out doesn't mean you're Archbishop Desmond Tutu. But I suspect it's just the unaccustomed joy of being able to take the moral high ground for once that's made Brian quite so overexcited. <laughs> Natasha talked about walking the streets in the rain. And for one exciting moment, I thought we were going to hear about her former life as Capel Kerrig's only high class escort. But sadly, it was about her dad. And we ended the week with Natasha and Krusty, or Cagney and Flaky. First, Natisha, want, Natisha? Natasha wanted to know, in a quick chat with Tom, which took place in the crypt of St Paul's Cathedral, by the sound of it, what would be on Tony's bucket list? Hmm. A kebab, five pints and a night with Stephanie and Liam, maybe. <laughs> Natasha urged Tom to go and see Krusty and cheer her up, which he did by agreeing to go and get bitten by dogs with her, which probably wasn't what <laughs> Natasha had in mind. But I, for one, would pay good money to watch Tom run away screaming from a collie cross in a bandana. Anyway, as always, the men in Krusty's life proved to be entirely inadequate and Tom said it was a bit rainy and a bit cold and it was marriage at first sight on Sky and anyway, he had to wash his hair. So Natasha went instead in apparently what sounded like eight-inch heels. This time, no one hit, bit them, but the Borchester homeless have now started using them as target practice, probably because Krusty kept asking them if they were going to recycle that bottle and Natasha asked them to sample fruit juices and mark them out of ten for taste and presentation. But it was very good to hear two women helping each other out and completely ignoring the pillock who brought them together. <laughs> the end. Oh, that really has brought tears to my eyes. <laughs> was it that bad? <laughs> Cagney and Flaky. <laughs> well, honestly. And why was she wearing six foot? You could hear her going, top, 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 top. <laughs> 
funny. It was just so. I that you know last week was like meh. Yeah. This week was brilliant <laughs> and really strange. It was really strange. There were. <laughs> it was just like I think it was just like the script writer was like oh. Look, we've got a whole week of homeschooling ahead of us. Just quickly write, just quickly write something. It was like a bet. Let's see if we can get away with Freddie having a threesome. Go on, put it in, put it in. Freddie. See if I notice, see if I see what people say. Go on. Freddie having a threesome with like, me like a new sexy character. Just been introduced because they haven't got a sexy one anymore. Elizabeth's too old. So and then. Jolene. And then a really good joke about buckets. That was good. Yes, I like that. Yes. I thought it was a brilliant week, actually. But it's been made more brilliant by it was, what you've added. It was brilliant because not a lot happened apart from a load of nonsense. And, but honestly, the reading in between the lines about what Rosie's like at nursery. <laughs> we've all been there, haven't we? With that one child that's like, all the other mums are going, she is an absolute little fun. Oh, hello! Yes. <laughs> Did Doesn't she look pretty? Your and hair looks nice. That's Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> she bit my little yeah. Spencer. And he's still got the marks. Month on. Nobody's done anything about it. You never see that pip. She's always out and uh, tending cows. Yeah. I mean, I would talk to her. But when do we see her? When do we see her? I mean, I don't know. Oh, I know. And did you know she's not even with the father of yeah. Rosie? <laughs> she's not on the PTA. It's the rest of us who are doing the cupcakes. Because <laughs> I agree, it did it for like half a second. It made me feel sorry for Pip, yeah. and then Pip just carried on being really annoying. Yeah, and you thought you so, deserve this. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. of course, Rosie, of course, Rosie's going to end up being a bit odd, probably, <laughs> <laughs> because Pip is bringing her up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the woman with no self awareness is bringing up a child. I mean, she's got... although she has got a fun dad. <laughs> yeah, but a fun dad with this, an ego the size of. You know the Outer Hebrides. I mean, he's he's not going to be giving her good p p parental calm. You know, just be resilient and stick to it. He's just going to be like, set fire to it, run off. You know, it's just. Oh, but God. it was like it was like a brilliant week of complete contrast. Yeah. Half of it was rewilding. Oh my God, so boring. I couldn't. I had to like pause it basically <laughs> and fast forward. I was so bored. And the next thing you know, it's like. Natasha being that is exactly what I thought she was like um yeah I used to wander yeah. the streets actually Kirsty and you're like oh my god she was a prostitute and then <laughs> I literally I literally thought that and then I thought you know that bit where where ages ago which they've sort of forgotten about where she went yeah. off yeah where her and Tom got married and then she suddenly disappeared yeah. I was like my god that's what she was doing she's gone back to prostituting again <laughs> So they give like up the prostituting now. Prostituting, <laughs> menage a trois, and rewilding, <laughs> and a really good sibling row. That was the week. Because <laughs> I love that Sheila and Lizzie row, because clearly they haven't had a, a sister's row no. for ages, and it was about time. And yeah. you could just... I've had so many rows like that with my sister, but never about being a vicar. But it was like, you know, you just need a row for the sake of it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about anything, but you haven't had a row for ages, so you have to have a really good one. And it's like, ew, is that kind of row. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm surprised, though, that nobody dredged up anything that had happened 24 years earlier. That's what, you know. Yes, I know. They <laughs> managed to get, very disappointingly, they managed to keep it about the thing they were arguing about, which also, is very untrue to life. Sheila's got, Sheila's got a very short-term memory because she was like, I thought you coped really well with Freddie going to prison. Yeah. Surely she knew about 
the breakdown, didn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So- <laughs> and then yeah, Elizabeth goes, because I had to! <laughs> she was practically, you could see that, like, the tendons on her neck standing out the way she was speaking. But it was such a massive overreaction yeah. from Elizabeth, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, <laughs> honestly, love, you know what your sister's like. Of course she's going to go visit him in prison. She's a good woman. A but goodly she, oh, woman. Good, yeah. But she, but of course she would. I mean, and who cares? Yeah. It doesn't, I mean, honestly, talk about... It, it's and not and be... anyway, it's not like she's going to go and visit him in prison and then Try he's and get going him off. To, yeah, and he's going to say, I renounce all evil. And the judge says, oh, yeah, well, that's all right then. He's surely good to see him. He's probably fine now. Off you pop. It's not, you know, it's not going to make any difference. And the only person that's doing any good to at all is Shula because A, it allows her to feel like she's doing her vicaring properly or have a massive crisis about the fact that she is rubbish at the vicaring. So, you know, either way. And her voice always gets really shaky. The more and more yeah. sort of earnest and humble she yeah. gets, she gets so shaky. Yeah. Somebody on Twitter said, oh, she's quivering. The quiver's back. Yes, quiver. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. The quiver acting is back. <laughs> that, that rewilding meeting, that was a funny do, that was. Well, as I said, I just fast forwarded it because I found it so boring. <laughs> Didn't bother listening. I quite like Justin and... and um and uh, Brian having willy battles over who's got the biggest <laughs> willy. That was quite funny. <laughs> With Phoebe just in the middle, yeah. loving the fact... that oh, I mean, she's so... Because she, I've always liked Phoebe, but now she's just turning more and more into a sort of Pip character. <laughs> Pip is... Uh, Pip is clearly just going to concrete over Oki Bank, isn't she? In yes, spite. and everything. She's putting a car park there now. Well, I think it was Ginger Beans on Twitter who said, so yeah, she's, she hopped straight out of the rewilding meeting into how many tonnes of concrete do we need for the new dairy? <laughs> it's going to look like brutalist 1970s architecture at Brookfield now. It's going to be coated but, in concrete. Why not just give up the rewilding? I know. Nothing's happened. Nothing, I mean, yeah. It's hardly like, oh, but all this work we've done, what? You haven't done anything. Nothing's changed. Rex was so uninterested, wasn't yeah. he? Because he was just thinking of Pip. Yeah. He was He was only in it because of Pip, presumably. Because it meant he got to see her a bit more. And what does she... What does Phoebe do? Oh, honestly, it's so funny that you said that because I was... When I was listening, I th- when she said about the freelancing, I was like, hang on, are you... Are you, have you, has she graduated? Yeah, she has graduated. Yeah. So, yeah, she doesn't have a job. So freelance what? What did she do her degree in? I can't remember. No idea. PPE or something? <clears throat> Probably. I mean, something Oxfordy, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And that, yeah, what is she doing? Is she retrained and, and in cyber? freelancing isn't or... a thing in itself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why it was so funny. The scriptwriters, again, they were really short on time. They were like, oh, oh just write freelancing. Freelancing, that'll do. Otherwise, we have to go into a hole. Where was she? Freelance hairdressing, freelance plumbing, freelance stripper, freelance. She was out on the streets with Natasha. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to make more money that way than the bloody freelancing. I, I clocked that as well. Just Random. So strange. And, really and that, strange. And, and that, I suppose that's why she's so passionate about rewilding because she's actually not doing anything now but, but rewilding. But what? <laughs> I know. No, you said it was seeds last week, and I understand that it is about the growing of the things. But that's farming. The growing of the things is farming. No, it's the growing of the flowers. The growing of the flowers and the not pulling them up again. Is that the that's just yes. the not pulling them up? That's it's the just key all bit. it is. Well, I mean, this is simplifying it somewhat, but I think it's not mowing. Right, on mm. mowing. 
Right, yes. so let's just call it unmowing then. Unmowing. I'm writing that down as my note. Un... Unmowing and Unmo- unpulling up. And unpulling up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, thanks for that, Harriet. I'm, I'm right now. <laughs> that is what Phoebe is doing. All day. <laughs> oh, God. So that was actually my low light of the week. Yes. Because that was, I just sat there with this entirely baffled expression on my face. I mean, I do feel sorry for the writers because they've got to, obviously they've got to tie this up somehow. But maybe it's going to be like, you know, like Final Destination, Pip's out (laughs) and next it'll be Rex out. (laughs) And then someone will just Is it like the Hunger Games? Once one woman will be left and she will rule them all. It'll never get clearer. Yeah, okay. Well, let's just let's just hope they will forget. If we forget about it, maybe they will as well. (laughs) Should we just write to them and say, honestly, guys, we don't mind if you just if we just forget about this storyline. A bit Mm. like forgetting about Natasha when she went off for ages and there was there was no explanation. Yeah, just forget it. Yeah, we don't mind. We won't tell. It's fine. (laughs) We won't bring it up later. We promise. It's all over. Let's um, never speak of this. Let's talk about the juicy bits. Oh, the like threesome. Having a menage a trois for a day. She, she was probably like, Russ has already agreed, so <laughs> I just need another one. I thought that was going to be, I, I really thought that was mm. was where it was heading. Yeah. Also, I thought when, when she first came on the scene, in the first episode she was in, I was like, is that Lily doing a yeah. rummy accent? Yeah. It was a bit well, confusing. She kind of doesn't have any gears, does she, that woman? <laughs> She doesn't start off with, hello, nice to meet you. She just goes, hello, get your pants off. If there's well, kind of, there's had no... to be in that sort of, yeah, so close breathy. to the mic that you could yeah. hear the spit in her mouth. You know, you know the clicky bit. you sure it was spit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Russ is, I, I've just seen him in Elizabeth's shower. Because <laughs> there's only one bathroom, yes, isn't there? They're all in there together. <laughs> Lovely. My dad says your mum can really let herself go. <laughs> Do you know, I had a horrible thought. It's, oh, yeah. you're, you're not going to like it, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know, Russ said, I wish Lily and I could let go a bit. Yeah. I think Lily will tell Russ what thing he said and he'll be up for it. Oh, so I'm maybe not wrong. No. But why would they plant this otherwise? Because mm. it has to be heading somewhere. Oh, my gosh. And I then... really don't want to hear that lot in a... No, I just it's a don't. Bit, it's a bit odd, isn't it, having a, a threesome really storyline? Really I mean, is. in the Archers. Yep. Not even not even EastEnders <laughs> has been there. Well, no. Emmerdale I'm... probably has. <laughs> They've done everything. They've had planes on fire landing on people's barns. I don't think we've had that. <laughs> well, is it, it's not exactly cutting edge anymore, though, is no. it? <laughs> having a threesome, whoopee-doo. <laughs> it's not like watching I May Destroy You. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I live in the 1930s. This is all new to me. I had to look it up. <laughs> or have you been watching It's a Sin? Wow. No. That's pretty, no. pretty. I can't watch anything sad at the minute. I no, it, that's the thing. It's, it's yeah. haunting, actually. Yeah, it's well, I, yes, that's the last thing I want. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I have been listening to, however, mm-hmm. The Battersea Poltergeist on BBC Sounds Ooh, with never heard Toby of it. Jones. And it is a podcasty thing, although it's like a programme, really. I'm beginning to not be able to differentiate between BBC Sounds programmes and they just put out a programme yeah. and then call it a podcast and you think yeah. that's a programme, you just couldn't find a place for it so you called it a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, it's Danny Robbins and uh, there was a case of uh, a, an incredible alleged haunting 
uh, in Battersea in the 1950s. And it is absolutely fascinating. And they talk to the woman who was a teenager, who was the focus of all the activity. And they've also dramatised it. And it is the scariest thing oh, I have I ever heard. But is it, does it make you, does it give you chills though? Yep. Oh, I don't like scary. And it actually made me, I was putting the laundry away <sighs> and I, there was a big noise and I jumped and screamed <sighs> at the, but it's so good. Oh, I can't, I can't do scary. I can do, I can do violence and graphic <laughs> sex, but I can't do scary. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Megan Mog. <laughs> it's got ghosts in it. <laughs> no, I can't listen to that. That's a shame. It's okay. Well, if anyone else is slightly less cowardly, cowardly custard than Harriet, <laughs> then I suggest that you listen to the Battersea Poltergeist, but not in the dark and not on your own. No, Have somebody it's... within grabbing distance. I would <laughs> no, definitely but, suggest that. You know what we are saying about how when things are true, it's, it, yeah. it's too scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mind you, It's a Sin obviously is true. And, and I've managed to watch that. But I felt like I should because it's sort of educational. Yeah. The worst thing was they went, when they went to visit this, the, the lady that was the subject of the haunting on the south coast. And oh. they said to her, are you worried about talking about it? And she just went quiet. And then this little voice said, I'm worried that he's going to come back. Oh my and all the God. hair in the back of my neck just went... Oh, God. I might have to have a listen, actually. You've it's intrigued so me. so good. Oh, OK. Well, I'll find it. So Ooh. good. Um, uh, anyway, they've gone mm-hmm. sailing off the archers as always. Anyway, no, but but I love bringing it bringing it back to threesomes. Yeah, I think I think you're totally right. I hope not. I don't want to hear that. Otherwise, it's a bit unless it was just light relief. I mean, it, it's quite funny. And also, actually, you know, this week the characters have done a turnaround for me because Phoebe, who I used to like, I was like, oh no. Mm. Freddie, who I used to find annoying, I thought was really brilliant this yeah, week. Yeah, I did. Really brilliant. And Natasha, who I always found annoying, brilliant. And Kirsty, who obviously I was a bit cross with last week, tick. I've actually, they completely changed my mind on what Kirsty's doing. The thing is with Kirsty, I think, when you give her a barrier, she rushes up to it and tries to bash it down. So every time yeah. anybody said, no, don't do it, she, it made her more committed. As soon as Natasha said, okay, yeah, I think you should do it and I'll do it with you. Then she was like, I'm not sure I should do it. Oh, yeah. So it's that kind of, you know, she just loves a, she just loves being told she can't do something yes. as a way of smashing through it and doing it. A bit like Rosie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with less biting and scratching. <laughs> no, you're totally right. She just seemed much more calm and rational. Mm. But then it also made me think, actually, what, I mean, all she's doing is going and asking people if they've seen these lads it's not like it's not like she's sort of driving around the country physically looking for them Mm. so why shouldn't she if it gives her a bit of comfort because it's in the middle of because she's in the middle of a criminal investigation in which she could be perceived as that no one that's sort of like oh it's so dangerous Kirsty. and Mm. then actually the worst thing that happened was natasha got an empty can (laughs) we've all wanted to throw cans at natasha let's face it <laughs> but it's sort of like they've created this underworld under the bridges or wherever it's also, supposed to be set. At the risk of <laughs> like I'm, rabid dogs. I'm now gonna I know. It's not crackheads. It's not downtown LA, is it? I can I, I know I'm at risk here of having a thousand people who know all about homelessness writing writing furious emails and things. And feel free. Um 
But it's Ambridge on the Couch. Write in about threesomes, whatever you want. Um, <laughs> or more of those, threesomes. yeah. yeah. Um, and Megan Mock. Megan Mock as well, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting to sound like um, this morning with Philip and all. You know when they suddenly segue from one... I wish Gino DeCampo was on this show, Lucy. It'd <laughs> be much more interesting than the Archers. Maybe he's a fan. I just love the... So later on, we'll be doing... Some... <laughs> we'll be doing rewilding, but before that, female discharge. What? <laughs> sort of... What the hell? Anyway. Um, I... What the hell was uh, I going to Oh, homelessness. Say? Your, your expertise in homelessness. Yes, my total lack of expertise mm-hmm. in homelessness. But how big is Borchester or Felpersham? I'm not sure which one they are, but they seem to just have an inexhaustible supply of homeless people. <laughs> it's like they're dividing up. Because in my head, I kind of think of Borchester's about the same sort of size as Market Harbour and maybe Felpersham's a bit bigger. Lucy, it must be quite big because Natasha said... Don't worry, Kirsty. I've got a map. I know. <laughs> well, everywhere's got a map. But you don't have to be big to have a map. Was they to be able to divide it got, up. I mean, you've got Google Maps yeah. on your phone. It's like she... I'm surprised they didn't do a sound effect of yeah. her opening a huge paper map. <laughs> Covering the area. <laughs> yes, but I, but I thought the same. You get the same characters, don't you? Yes. You see the same guys. Yes, absolutely. One under the, you know, the same guy under the yeah. bridge, and you know, same yeah. one at the bus yeah. station. Yeah. And that nobody's saying that that is not a terrible, appalling thing. Of course it is. What I'm struggling to understand is there seems to be an extreme housing crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I hardly think it's some sort of mecca that homeless people from throughout the UK are flocking to it. <laughs> Well, maybe it is. I know. I think we need a bit more clarity on that. And because the they're that... just going to be asking the same six people every night. But also, they're very, very no, frightened. They're throwing cans at them. They're very frightened of homeless people, aren't they? Yes. Kirsty's approached a homeless person and asked it a question. Yes. <laughs> Keep back. It may bite. And then Tom is just such a useless bundle. He is just the. I was. I just loved Natasha when she had. She was just like, I can't believe you're dumping Kirsty again. I I loved Natasha so much in that moment Mm. because Tom is such a scaredy cat Wally, isn't he? All he worry, all he cares about is veg boxes. Yeah. And I also loved Natasha when he was like, oh, fancy doing some veg boxes yeah. with me. And she was like, oh, that desk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha is a good, funny character when they give her the, when they give her the lines. She's yeah. going to be really, if they, if they could, because now they've forgotten all about her. She yeah. was sort of arrogant, wasn't she? And yeah. weird. And she, do you remember? But then, you know, when she was going about Tony's present, yeah. Uh, do you remember there was the weirdness with her and Pat and the buying presents? Yes. And yeah. she... Uh, she gave Pat a bracelet. That was uh, worth Pat a thousand gave, pounds. Yeah, Pat gave the bracelet to Helen. Oh, that was... That was yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, as a woman in Ambridge, to be considered weird and arrogant, all you have to do is wear makeup and be vaguely successful. And six-foot heels. Yeah, that's enough for you to be seen as some kind of, you know... Horrific Alexis Congby monster, you know. 
<laughs> oh, Cagney and Flaky. I, they, they must do more of that. <laughs> I also liked when they're stomping back in the rain. You know, I could imagine Kegel and Kirsty sort of jogging alongside, trying to keep up with Natasha striding along in like thigh high, six inch heels and boots. And, um, and a lot of swishing of in, coats. Yes, and Kirsty's trotting along trying to keep up in her cagoule you know we don't want to walk home Kirsty. come yeah. with me in my ferrari <laughs> but then when her phone went bing Kirsty said do you need to get that and she said no it's only tom <laughs> i'll leave it i won't ever get it i'll leave him hanging good for her i was so yes. happy about that let yeah. him come and find them i didn't like natasha at first but no. now i'm thinking she is way too good for tom well, ex- uh, exactly that. Last week ch- massively changed my opinion of Natasha. Yeah. Yeah. And even Lily. I thought Lily was funny last week when her and Freddie were having a right old giggle. Yeah. <laughs> they were but so also, cute. They were like proper. Yeah. Because what, all they yeah. need to do in the arches is get rid of the phrase chill out. Yeah. Get rid of the phrase touche. And what was yeah. the other one that you said? Oh, thank you, kind sir. <laughs> Get rid of those and then you've got real human beings. <laughs> yes, that talk like people who've occasionally done a job and met other people. Or, and or like are that. only 21. <laughs> it's like when Freddie said, I love the way he called it a menage à trois rather than a threesome. <laughs> As if he would. Anyway. Um, and, uh, uh, and Lily actually went, Aah! like this and did this proper squawk of horror. And I think, oh, that's really good. And then <laughs> even the happy. joke about his shirt was really tickled yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I've never pulled in this shirt. <laughs> oh, oh, shall we play Mr. Newbie? And here, oh, he's yeah. got a new tune this week. I'm giving oh, him a new tune. I know. He's, he's getting, getting bigged up. <laughs> getting Where's my vi- tune, Lucy? No, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not going down that route. Don't we know where that lies? Um, I'm... Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, now he's got over 100 followers. He's got a bit above himself. So I thought... <laughs> <laughs> Should we see if we can get a thousand followers by next week? No, because that would be more than <laughs> no, what, us. What Mr. Newbie's got to do is, you know what they do on Instagram is when they get to a milestone followers, they do a picture of them holding up a sign saying, oh my God, 4K. <laughs> oh God, thank you so much, guys. Oh, thank you so much for liking and subscribing. I'm on, I'm on, Go to my like bio. A, I'm in Dubai because it's for like a work thing. Mm. I want yeah. Mr. Newbie to become an influencer. <laughs> Influencer. <laughs> He'll get sponsored by. He can start doing ads wellies. for yeah, really <laughs> unfashionable brands. <laughs> like Swarfiga or something. Like or that. <laughs> that chill blame cream. <laughs> oh, bless. Right, let's sorry. stop teasing yeah, him sorry. and play the thing. Right, so we've got to answer the questions this time. Okay, I'll, last li- time I'll listen this week. I won't go we on my were- phone. Very naughty, and we did not. Good Lord, Pip is a pain in the arse. Yes, she is. Perhaps not entirely coincidentally, I've also just found out that she's single. (laughs) Colour me shocked. (laughs) Have Pip and Rex had a thing? It would explain how they're both behaving at the moment. Is Phoebe a man? Her suggestion that they simply pretend that nothing's happened and hope that Pip forgets about the whole thing suggests to me that she might be. Bloody hell, Steph's flirting with Freddie is so obvious that I don't know where to look. I don't really have a frame of reference. 
My first exposure to Rex was as he uploaded the review last week, which wasn't a good start to our relationship, but he's growing on me. Would I be right in saying that Schuler's I wouldn't dream of interfering <laughs> caused much choking on Ovaltine in the world of Arches listeners? Tom is new for me as well, but within seconds I've established that he used to go out with or be married to Kirsty and he's now married to somebody else. When you're a newbie, exposition is definitely your friend. <laughs> Unfortunately, what the writers giveth with one hand, they taketh away with the other, because for the first time since I started listening, I have just gone through an entire section without one of the characters' names being mentioned at all. I've had to wait until the end of the next section until Tom finally, with his dying breath, so to speak, names her. Natasha is my mystery Welsh woman. I think she might be married to Tom, although as Tom sounds like he's 16 and has clearly already been in a long-term relationship with Kirsty, that seems unlikely somehow. <laughs> Perhaps Ambridge is like Kentucky and you can get married when you're 11. Here's a general question. Yes, what percentage of the average show is characters beating themselves up for things that they wish they hadn't said or done? <laughs> On the basis of my month so far, I reckon it's around 35 to 40%. <laughs> or is this all a statistical blip caused by the Philip fallout? Yeah. The fill-out, if you will. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand what's going on with this rewilding. Join There's the lots of boardroom manoeuvring and people dropping out and being pushed out, which all makes it sound like a business. But where's the money in a field full of cow parsley and shrews? <laughs> Phoebe reckons she's got loads of revenue streams planned, but one of them's glamping. I've been glamping and it's rubbish. <laughs> this whole rewilding thing is all going to fizzle out, isn't it? And will somebody please explain to me what living with Aunt Camilla means? Because that <laughs> one's definitely a euphemism. Swingers. On the archers, I am mortified. And I'm also completely convinced that it's going to happen. You can take that to the bank. So, another week goes by in the archers and honestly, it's been fun. I know there was a lot of complaining before Christmas about the general standard of the writing, although I can imagine it was challenging. But what I've heard so far seems more than fine. Do I just have low standards? Don't answer that. <laughs> very good. I, I, like, I like cow parsley and shrews. That's very good. I actually um, didn't really think that probably they the, the writers do have to keep in mind new listeners and mm. and have a certain amount of exposition. Yeah. I wonder how much they do that. I wonder. Well, it's quite interesting that Kenton will go through phases where he calls Shula sis, usually oh. around their birthday, to remind everybody that they're twins. Because <laughs> otherwise, everything well, that's a coincidence. Kenton and Shula both having a birthday on the same day. <laughs> is Phoebe a man? <laughs> um, yes, well. she is. Yeah. <laughs> that hasn't come out yet, but that will emerge later on. That she, is a storyline they have yet to yep. tackle. Yep. We the insert we know obviously, but other people don't know. Um, uh, no, uh, Tom was not married to Kirsty, and that is a bit of a of a of a of a sore topic because Kirsty was jilted at the altar by Tom, and it was one of the biggest, most. I don't know how to describe dramatic? it. It was beyond dramatic. It was melodramatic. melodramatic. That's the word. Yes. <laughs> Scenes in which Kirsten did a scream that lasted for three quarters of the episode. <laughs> um, and it that kind of, because the entire village had been roped into this flipping wedding and then it never happened. Um, do you think Tom sounds, 
he, Tom does sound younger than Natasha. I hadn't noticed before, but he does. Yeah, but well, then, she's always sounded more mature, hasn't she? And in charge. Yeah, but I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah. She, he's just immature, so yeah. he sounds like a dick. Yeah. Um. What's 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 the euphemism for living living with Aunt Camilla? <laughs> that was again. That was Freddie being funny again. <laughs> he's really sweet when he's funny. He is. He is, and he's quite sort of because he's a earnest, bit. That's the thing I sort of realised with Freddie. He is one of those children that probably was annoying, but only because he's got a good heart. Mm. And actually, when he now he's a bit more grown up, and has stopped whining. Yeah. When he's not whining and is sort of in a yeah, when he yeah, he's he's he can be sweet and funny. Yeah. He yes. probably just needed that that more self-confidence. Yes. Yes, I think you're right. And I think going to sounds like one of those people that that demands everyone does national service. Going to prison has been the making of him. <laughs> um yeah. living with Aunt Camilla, Nigel Feddy's father, Nigel who fell off the roof. His sister is called Camilla. And she was played by the lady that used to play Nanny in the 1970s. And uh, she is horrendous. She's proper Cruella de Vil, pantomime villain, boo hiss type of woman. And uh, because Freddie wasn't allowed to go and live back at home again when he uh, came out of prison, she offered to take him in and the whole family rallied to stop that happening. Oh, yeah. And Shula was the one that said, no, come and live with me. Oh. Uh, they weren't, the complaint wasn't about the writing before Christmas, Mr. Newby. The, play, the complaints were about the, mono, the style that they were doing them in and they had to do them in monologues because of lockdown and because so many of the Archers cast are shielding because they're older actors. Um, and people really, really didn't like the, uh, the monologue style. So they're so relieved. We're so relieved now that uh, people are appearing to be having conversations with each other even though they are taking place in the crypt of St Paul's Cathedral as we said before <laughs> up the bell tower I didn't notice that where is she no they went to the same place that Clary and Emma went yeah <laughs> hello 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 how big is this kitchen 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 <laughs> anyway so Mr Newby you're doing very well very well I mean actually it's incredible how much yeah. he's learnt about the uh, the families and the storylines I think he's cheating Oh, do you think, think he's, he's doing a bit of Googling? His, yeah, I think mm. he's spending his whole day on the Archer's website. <laughs> I do like, so, so far for while, uh, rewilding is definition, we've got unmowing, put, unmulling, <laughs> unmowing, unpulling up, cow parsley and shrews. <laughs> if you have any other suggestions yeah. as to what is rewilding, what the fuck is please rewilding? email ambridgeonthecouch <laughs> at gmail.com. We have had a sum total of no emails this week. <laughs> Oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Especially because I don't think anyone could listen to it last week because it, it went up into the sky oh, and then it snowed. Yes. So it just disappeared into the yes. snow. For the listeners, Lucy, you worked your bottom off trying to find it. Well, admittedly, it was my fault in the first place. So it was kind of incumbent on me to fix it, having been me that messed it up in the first it place. It wasn't really so. your fault. You put it on another platform. I was trying to take... a little bit above myself. That's what was happening. <laughs> I started to, because you said, I can't believe you're teching this podcast. You were being sarcastic. I took it as praise and thought, now is my chance to excel and impress Harriet. And then it went bums up within about a second and a half. So. Can I just remind listeners to listen to the end of episode three where you talk about... <laughs> 
<laughs> what do you think a wire Time might to be? connect to Wi-Fi with a skipping rope? <laughs> do you know what, though? I said on Twitter, that, sorry, there's mm-hmm. a delay with the podcast, and within a second and a half, Auntie Jean had put, Lucy, what have you done? <laughs> Which was very rude and very accurate. Thank you, Auntie Jean. <laughs> Okay, and now we cross to Ambridge itself to hear what's going on on the therapist's couch. Here we are, back again. It's odd, you know, Jeff. there's been snow everywhere this last week, but there's absolutely none here. Doesn't look like there was ever any at all. Odd. Anyway, who are we doing today? Uh, Kate, Madikane, Aldridge. Mm. Sounds a bit more glamorous than some of the others. Hi. Namaste. Ah, Miss Madikane Aldridge? Call me Kate. I'm sort of in your line of business, really, so no need for any formality. We're talking as equals, as I see it. Oh, you're a therapist? A therapist. I'm not a traditional doctor, but I'm a healer. Mind and soul. And I've also had some pretty incredible results with athlete's foot. And do you practice in Ambridge? Yes. I have a place of healing called Spiritual Hummus in the heart of the village. Well, it was the heart of the village until my father dumped toxic waste all over the place. And after that, it was quite difficult to drum up custom for a relaxing, healthful therapy treat when the yurts are all glowing in the dark and there's men in hazmat suits trudging about looking worried. That is very difficult when the problem affecting your business has been caused by a family member. My family do nothing but cause me problems. I mean, I accept that my role in the family is a sort of wise woman and that my job is to give and teach to help them understand. But honestly, being a giver is exhausting. But I do try and remind myself that there is a reward. It's just spiritual. So you live locally? Yes, with my grandmother. I'm there to provide her with strength and solace through these dark times. And also because my bloody parents kicked me out the house. Well, it's a hard time for many of us. Particularly me, actually. I have two children living overseas and I haven't been able to see them for over a year. Oh, I'm so sorry. That must be really hard. It is. As a mother, I feel very raw and vulnerable. I miss them terribly, particularly Solly, is it? The girl one? I see. Would you like to talk about some coping strategies, maybe? Oh, goodness, no. I mean, I can Zoom them and stuff if I need to, but quite often when they want to talk, it clashes with Zoom yoga, so it's a tough one. No, this is more of a business proposition. Ah, well, uh, I'm actually NHS staff, so I can't really do anything commercial. Oh, this would be strictly unofficial. I mean, just an added thing to add to the whole relaxing structure of the sessions. Foot massages while they're receiving therapy from you. I thought we could call it mind and soul. You see? The foot. Soul. Oh, or does that sound like fish and chips? No, Kate, it's absolutely not something I could get involved in. Oh, come on. I thought 20 quid a time, cash... And then, as a little thank you to you, I'd be happy to throw in a free facial at the end of everyone's sessions. Get rid of that patchy pigmentation around your mouth. I had what's-its for lunch, actually. Well, what about your driver man, then? Would he like something rubbed down? I'm sure he would. Positive, in fact. But it's still no. If you're worried about the confidentiality, I've thought about that. I have these noise-silencing headphones. I wouldn't hear a thing. I appreciate the effort you've gone to, Kate, really. What? 
I said, I appreciate Can't the hear effort. a thing. Brilliant. Could you take them off, though? What? I said, could you take them off? Thank you. Good, aren't they? Yes. Yes, very effective. I watched a YouTube influencer video on overcoming sales resistance and I was pretty confident you'd be impressed. You are, aren't you? Yes, I am, but... Oh, God, no, don't put them back on again. Look, take... Ow! Miss Matikani Aldridge, your time is up. I cannot enter into any commercial activity with you. Well, that's the problem with the NHS, isn't it? Bureaucracy. No imagination. I'm sorry you feel like that, Kate. It doesn't surprise me, don't worry. Once more, an innovative entrepreneur is knocked back because of pointless rules and regulations. Well, whatever. I can see I'm not going to get anywhere here. I'll leave you. And by the way, whatever that is round your mouth, it is not what's-its. But that's your problem. Namaste. Blimey. Jeff, have you got a wet wipe? that there'll be another podcast up next week <coughs> tech allowing we'll be lucky if there'll be another podcast up this week so subscribe to us on itunes and you will never miss an episode unless something's gone wrong if you'd like to get in touch with us you can email us at at ambridge on the couch at gmail.com that's ambridge on the couch at gmail.com uh we are at on Ambridge on Twitter, or you can follow Mr. Newbie, <clears throat> who doesn't need the publicity, quite frankly, on uh, at Newbie Couch. And in the meantime, it's goodbye from us and have a lovely week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.